Welcome to First Baptist Church. My name is Melissa. I'm one of the pastors here, and we appreciate your presence and your prayers this morning as we worship together. We're very honored to have with us a guest this past week, Pastor Yelise Pronin, his wife Oksana, and their five-year-old son David have been with us since last Sunday, and we've kept them very busy. They've been speaking at many places, having dinners and fellowship with believers and the community as well, and they have a powerful story of all that God has done um, through their lives and their ministry in the Ukraine. And he will be coming to bring the message and to talk about uh, their journey. So I don't want to share a lot of it with you. But I want to help you have a connection to how we know him. Um, two years ago, our church started as part of the Macedonian Project with Future Leadership Foundation. We started a partnership with a church plant in Ukraine. That church plant came out of Ulysses Church. So they're the mother church that helped plant this church that we connected with. So we are connected in that way, and uh, the, the church planner, the pastor there, Sergei, is a friend and a deacon um, that he has known well and that we have supported now for um, the last year and a half or so. So uh, we are so grateful that he could come and help us understand more uh, what has been going on in Ukraine and the ministry uh, that God is doing there. Good morning. If it's still morning. Uh, I am Yelisei Pronin, pastor from Eastern Ukraine, and first thank you for inviting us and allow us to be here and share our testimony about my country, about church in Ukraine, about our ministry, and also about the war. Uh, you can see my family, my wife Oksana, and we have two kids. Youngest son, David, five years old, he is here in Jeff City. And oldest daughter, Viola, she is 15 years old. She is in Kansas because she need finish school. She finished ninth grade. She was a freshman. It's still a big question for me because she is a girl and everybody calls her here freshman. <laughs> Maybe you can uh, give me an answer about that. Um, we're from Ukraine, from eastern Ukraine. You can see map. Next slide. Big, big red spot. It was Soviet Union, atheistic country, communist country, and Ukraine, we were 75 years. We were part of Soviet Union. And it was just the same, communist country and atheistic country. But 1991, we became independent country. We got independence, and you can see map of Ukraine, it's green area, uh, western border, borders, good, peaceful European countries, Poland, Slovakia, Hungary, Romania, but west, excuse me, east of Ukraine, my area, all around us, it's Russia, it's Russia, and it's not good for us. Next slide, please. We lived in Lugansk region, 
red area, we have 25 regions in Ukraine. Region is something between state and county. Not so big as state, but not so small as county. Something between. And my region, Lugansk region, all around us, you can see, it's Russia. Next slide, please. My town, Pervomaisk. It's pretty small, peaceful, beautiful town. Before the war, people lived in apartment houses. And the same town, you can see next slide, it's after the war or during the war, suffered more than 90% buildings destroyed. And I will share a little bit later about that. Next slide, please. My church, Revival Church, we were the largest church in Lugansk region. More than 300 members. Picture before the war. And next slide, the same church right now. And I will also share the story with you. My message or word of God. Next slide, please. We know that those who love God and are called according to His own purpose all work together for good. Romans 8:28. And it means all things work together for good if we love God, if we trust God. It's not mean, it does not mean all things, what's happened, it's good things. No, pretty often bad things can happen in our lives. Sometimes it's really strange, extremely bad things can happen in life of really good people. And it's a big question why it's happened. But this word... It's encouragement for us. It's explanation for us. It's like a hope for us. We know all things work together for good for those who love God. And I will share with you several of our stories about our ministry, about our church, about war. And I will try just show you how God could use through all the bad circumstances how God could use many things, even bad things, for good for us and for His glory. A little bit more about my church. We had a really nice, big building in the center of our town. Not three buildings as you have here in the center of your town. Just one. But it was very important because Ukraine is a poor country. And People mostly, they walk to the church, not drive car. If you will visit our church uh, service Sunday morning, you can find 300 people inside, but just maybe 20, 30 cars at the parking lot. Here, 300 people inside the church and 350 cars at the parking lot. <laughs> maybe some people from neighboring church use your parking lot. I don't know. That's why it was so important, location. All people, include older people, they could walk. 10, 15 minutes walk and they could have fellowship with all church. 
little bit more about our different kind of ministries. You can see we had a really nice big acquire, actually two acquires. One acquire, regular acquire, second acquire for older people. I really wanted them to be involved in our church life and ministry, and they were really excited to participate in the choir. Also, we had praise band for our youth group. You can see we had tradition every Easter to take a picture on the front stairs of our church building. Some pictures, next pictures, it's baptism. We had not special place in our church building. We usually use lake or river. Usually we do it at summertime, but the water gets warmer. And we used several months for prepare people for baptism because of atheistic background. And when people receive Jesus and repent, they still, they still need to uh, learn how to live like Christian life. And we try to teach them about God, about faith, about church, about Christianity, everything. And every year, summertime, we did baptism. Next slide. It's just several pictures from our morning service. You can see our people. We had ministry, home small groups, a great ministry for bringing understanding church. It's, it's not only a Sunday morning fellowship. It's connection between people. It's family where people know each other, love each other, pray about each other. We had social ministry. Please turn back one more slide. Uh, two more slides back, if it's possible. Yes. Sergey, uh, your church and my church together, we, support, we supported that man. He was a planter, new church in neighboring town. And we did uh, social ministry, humanitarian aid for poor people in our town. And he helped us with that also. Go ahead. We had Sunday school for kids, about 100 kids, different ages, different, several uh, Sunday school classes. You can see some pictures, our kids. Also, we had ministry, next slide, for teenagers, club for teenagers named Jam, Jesus and me. And they, they loved loud music like drums and guitars and played together and also spiritual part, Bible education, and it was a great ministry. Next slide. We did ministry of summer camps for kids, for teenagers, for young people, and it was a great opportunity to uh, build connection between us and many unbeliever kids. About 15% kids in our summer camps, it was kids from unbeliever families, and not only kids, we also can reach our, like, share our gospel with their parents. And you can see some pictures from our summer camp ministry. Family ministry for young couples also. And I suppose next slide will be rehab center. I was really excited about that ministry. It's ministry for addicted people, drug abusers, alcoholics, homeless, criminal people, lost everything because of addiction. Job, salary, home, family, everything. And we tried to give them one more chance, just start new life with God through faith. 
and we provided place for living and food and everyday prayer time and everyday Bible education, counseling. And we saw many miracles and many of that guys, almost all of them, they repented. And their life changed a lot. And I was really excited about that big, huge changes in their lives. You can see some pictures from our rehab center. Also, next slide, one more ministry. I told about that planting of new church. Our neighboring town, 10,000 population, no one evangelical church in that town. And we decided to send missionary, and we supported them. And also your church, about two years, supported them, his education and his ministry. And we had about three, about 30, about 30 members uh, at that new church. We had international fellowship, connections with many churches, and last time, 2013, group from First Baptist Church, Lewisburg, they visited us and we showed them our town, our life, our church, our ministry, everything. And it was a good time just exchange our experience, just be together in the ministry, everything it was before the war. Help, it means something bad help. It's not good. Because last spring, when Putin took Crimea south of Ukraine, he also sent many military things to our area. Machine guns, bombs, rockets, tanks. And he armed criminal people in our town and neighboring towns the same. And they took control under our town and under all East area. And after that, Ukrainian army arounded our town, and they tried to liberate us, liberate our town, but they could not. And war started July 22nd, and it's still, still going on. My town is still under control of Russian separatists, and it's still war zone. I took some of the pictures for I can show you and explain what does mean war. War brought many destructions to our life. About 90% buildings in our town, 90% buildings destroyed because war and, bo- and bombing. You can see some pictures. For example, this five-floor apartment house. One sister from our church, she lived there before the war. And the first day of the war... Uh, when started bombing, she tried to get to the basement, but she was older lady and she could not run fast. And she was wounded by shrapnel and she died. And many people died. Ran several months about 1,000 people just in one hour small town. They died. This apartment house, my wife grew up. It's also destroyed because of bombing. And you can see how many destructions it's brought to our life. It's apartment house across my apartment house. I grew up. And I don't know what you heard about war, what you know about war. It's not the same what we used to see, to watch by TV. When we watch some shows, it looks like not so bad. It looks like some good guys shoot bad guys and we think it's war. In reality, not. War, it's, it's just terrible. It's just 
like the same town like your town, 40,000 population. Right now, just two, 3,000 because of war. It's bombing day and night. We lost electricity, not only electricity for light, all electricity for everything, refrigerators, pumps, everything stopped. We lost water, we lost gas, we lost connection, internet connection, cell phone connection. And it was a really tough time. We sent all our women from our church and kids to different refugees camp. And they got news about us. We decided to stay, me and several deacons. We decided to stay and take care about church building, take care about people, just share our faith, pray with them together, maybe help them. And you know, our families, they got bad news about our town, about many people died, about all that destructions, about that war. But they could not call us and ask, are we still alive? And we could not call them and tell them, please don't worry about us, we're still alive. It was a really tough time. It's our bus station, our rehab center also destroyed because of bombing, and all our guys survived because they were hiding in the sailor in that time. And our neighbor, rehab center, a neighboring house, uh, one bomb fell directly at his house, and he was wounded in his belly by shrapnel also. And he came to our guys, to the sailor, and he asked for the help. He was bleeding, but they could not help him because he, like, he was so bad, and they were not doctors, and they had not any medical help. It's war, you know. And he, they just explained him, touched him, how he can pray and ask God's forgiveness. And he was praying, and he died, and they borrowed his body in the garden. And... You can see it's really hard, it's really hard time. All people, they were hiding in the basements, like crowds, people. Women, men, kids, older people, kids crying, women crying. Older people had heart attack, but no one could help them because there is no hospital, everything destroyed. No pharmacy, you cannot go and buy some medicine. No groceries, no food in the town. You, you, cannot, you cannot go to the store and buy even a piece of bread. It was a really hard time. No water also. You cannot go to the lake and get some water because it can be bombed any moment. It was a really hard time. Next slide, please. Uh, but we know if we love God, all work together for good. I was thinking about that. How God could use that bad work for his glory and for good for us. And, you know, I found before the war, many people, they thought we are sect. Percent of uh, evangelical Christians in our town really, really extremely small. And people made left because of our Christianity, made left because of our faith. Many times they teased us. They thought we are crazy and strange people because we pray and go to the church and do some ministry. But when the war came, everything changed. People changed. And no one made left because of our Christianity. Many times we shared our faith, testimonies, and no one made left. 
people received our testimony. In my basement, it was 30 my neighbors, and when it started bombing, I invited them and told them, come close, let's pray for God, just save us. And no one made left. All people came closer. All people closed their eyes. All people, they were praying, whispering, repeat words of my prayers. You know, many people, they became open for the God in that time. Many people, they became close to the God in that time. And my first thought, sometimes we can see really bad things around us. Sometimes we can get really bad, bad circumstances. But through really bad things, God can bring many people close to him. Through bad things, God can share his salvation and people, they can get and receive that salvation. The most important thing in this world, God can use bad things for salvation of many people, for people receive him, for people be close to him. After several days of the war, uh, at first we thought the war will go through us very soon. Our town will be liberated maybe after two, three days of the war, maybe five, maybe seven. We thought like neighboring town it's happened and we thought something will be the same with us. But for us war started July 22nd and it's still going on. It's still going on. And after a couple of weeks of war at the town, I realized we need to do something because many people, they will die. More than 1,000 people died in my town during that war. And we started to do evacuation. We used cars. And next picture, we used like walk evacuation, gathered people together, showed them direction because separatists, they were really mad and they arrested some of our cars when they realized we try and bring people out from the city and they needed people as a human shield. They wanted people stay in the city in that time. And we did evacuation. And again, next slide, please. All worked together for good. Second thought, when really tough, bad circumstances around us for church, for Christians, it's like a challenge. It's like invitation. We should serve people. We should do something for help that people. It's challenge. It's invitation. When everything around us so bad, it's our time to help people, pray about people, share with them gospel, try to save that people, try to help them. It's our chance. It's our challenge. It's reason for us. After our evacuation, we get many, many people Believer people and unbeliever people, and they really needed our help. They really needed our help because they lost everything. They lost everything. Apartments, houses, and we decided to organize several refugees camps for that people. And we asked for some church buildings. We asked just churches for church buildings, and we put mattresses and blankets and pillows, and we invited people, provided place for living, provided food, provided water, some medical help, and take care about them. And again, the good thing about that, you can see. Next slide, please. It was really good because in our refugees camp, every day we started from prayer time 
Every evening we had our services, fellowship, when we were singing Christian songs and share, like, together we were reading Bible and preachers, they were preaching. And you can see many people in our refugees camps, they repented. And not only repented, you can see also next picture. We did baptism in September. Water was really cold, extremely cold. But I was really excited because, again, my first thought, the most important thing in this world, it's not about house or good job, good salary, nice car. It's about salvation. And God used that time for salvation of many, many people in that area. And it was a good it, it was a big blessing for all of us. After that, I have visited many churches, Western Ukraine, Europe, U.S., and I tried to explain people what means f- war for us and people what they can do to help us. And you can see next pictures, many churches, they started collect food, different kind of groceries, vegetables, clothes, warm clothes, and send to us for we can take care about people for we can uh, provide their needs, take care about their needs. And you can see every day, 5 o'clock in the morning, we had 100, 200, 300 people around our refugee camp. And people, they were looking for some help. And every day we shared one piece of bread, next day one kilogram rice, next day one, like, half liter of oil. And every time when we shared some help, you can see in women's hands, you can see Christian brochure and small Gideon New Testament. Every time we shared with them our faith, every time we showed them, again, my second thought, it's a challenge for us because we could serve that people. We could help them. And we could not only tell about God's love. We used, just used words when we're talking about our faith. But we could show them how looks like God's love, you know. People could feel God's love. People, they could see in practical life, you know, they could receive God's help. And it was, it was big opportunity for all of us just not only talk about our faith, but show people. Government does not care about them. People does not care, forget about them. But church and Christian people and God, they did not. And we tried to help them. Uh, next slide. Mm. When separatists, they took control in our town, boss of separatists, he called me and he asked for meeting and I invited him to my church office. It was, it was still pretty quiet time. And when he came, he asked me if they wanted to organize a big city meeting for all people in our town. And they want me talk to people, speak to people, and explain people something like, for us, people from Eastern Ukraine, be better part Russia than be part of Ukraine. I should explain people like, we as a church, we support separatists, and we think like criminal people with, with machine guns, it's not bad people. 
and fighters from Chechnya and drunk Cossacks. It's not bad people, it's good people, they will help us. And I should explain something like that, like Putin, he is a good guy and we should be obedient to him. And when I answered him no, he was really upset about that. And after a couple of days, he called me and he promised burn our church building. And several weeks we tried to protect our church building. We bought fire extinguishers and all brothers from my church. We were at the church building seven days a week and 24 hours uh, a day. But when the war started and they took completely control under all area, they put gasoline in different places of our church building and they destroyed it. It was really beautiful building. It, it was not only building, it was part of our ministry, part of our life. And they burned and destroyed our church building. And, you know, I won't be honest with you. I still did not get answer about that. I still don't know how God can use our burn church building for his glory and for good for us. I still don't know. But Bible says, if we love God, if we trust him, if we follow him, all work together for good. I am sure our God, my God, I believe, he is enough smart and wise he is enough strong and great. And he can use everything, even burn church building for his glory and for good for all of us. Sometimes in our life, I, I want just, it will be also encouragement for you. Sometimes in your life you can find some really strange things, really bad things happened and you cannot get answer why it's happened with me. How God can use it for his glory and for good for me or for my family. Sometimes, yeah, it's possible. But all what we need to know, Bible says, and we should trust. If we love God, trust him, just follow him, just go ahead with our faith, we can be sure our God enough strong enough smart. He is so great. He can turn any bad things for good for us and for, for his glory also. Just continue trust him. Just continue follow him. Thank you for listening. I'm really glad for this opportunity to share with you uh, several our testimonies about our church, about our ministry. Please Remember about Ukraine. Please pray about our ministry in Ukraine. For many churches, for many ministers in Ukraine now, it's a really hard time and we need our prayers. Please support any ministry connected with Ukraine. And thank you for listening and may God bless all of you. Amen.